Vernomatic Productions. Are you ready? Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York. We are gold. We are gold. And heard around the world by metalheads just like you. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Heavy metal music. Your weekly dose of metal music. Interviews, album reviews, news, and more. Want to be part of the show? Send us a message through our website, MetalMayhemROC.com, or hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Search Metal Mayhem ROC. A proud member of the Pantheon podcast team. It's getting nice and heavy. Now, welcome our hosts, John the Vernomatic Verno, and direct from New Jersey, Metal Walt. Good evening, everybody. As always, new content drops weekly. Tonight, we're coming at you Wednesday night. Usually, it's Thursday, but tonight's very, very special. On this week's show, Metal Walt are welcoming a special guest, Michael Dedura, longtime ACDC fan, huge metalhead. Well, he spent the weekend in California at the historic Power Trip concert. He's here to tell us about all the ins and outs, concessions, parking, Airbnb stories, the the. the the way he got there, everything. It's a really cool up-to-the-minute presentation. So that's what we got tonight. Let's get Metal Wall down here. Walt, what's going on, man? Good morning, guys. And, uh, yeah, uh, Mike and I go back a long time, 20, 25 years. We're metal friends. Met at many, many shows. Still continue to go shows. We spent a lot of time together. I call him a, a dear metal friend. He's from Philadelphia. He's a passionate guy. He loves his music, and he loves his metal and I know his favorite band is ACDC, and I knew he would be there the second they announced this. So really looking forward to talking to Mike about everything that happened to him this weekend. Well, we're going to get Mike in in just a second. But first, just want to remind you, get up to that MetalMayhemROC.com website. Join our community. Sign up for the newsletter. It's a chance to get notifications on everything we're doing here. Live podcasts, live radio shows, CD reviews, concert reviews, everything we have. Visit the YouTube channel. Metal Walt, myself, Southern Kale, we're putting interviews and special content up there almost daily now. So, again, just visit MetalMayhemROC.com. All right, well, let's get into this. Let's get Michael Dedura into the Metal Mayhem ROC chat room. Hey, Mike, welcome to the show. How are you, man? I'm very good. I'm very happy to be here. What's up, Mike? Long time no, no see. No. It's been, uh, we, we saw each other at Glen Hughes and Ingve in the city about a month ago, and... Uh, it yes, was a good did. time catching up, but now we're here to talk about Power Trip. Power so, Trip Mike, is- you are you are the man. I got to say, um, I knew you would do this experience the second I saw ACDC was going. And uh, you're a guy like me. You go to every show under creation. I try. You've been on your 70,000, 80,000 ton cruises over Europe and everywhere in between. But are, we but- wanted to talk to you about yeah, Power yeah. Trip. Yep. So, um, Mike, you live down in Philadelphia. So let's start by... Talk about buying the tickets ahead of time, the cost of things, and then all the logistics That's, going into this for you. I got lucky. I have two friends that I met on the boat at 70,000 tons of metal in Miami. They were on my um, cabin. There's a guy named Julian. They're all Canadians. One's from Toronto. The, the couple I went with, they're from right outside of Ottawa, Montreal. One's a doctor. One's in some sort of logistics or something. And I met them on the boat. They told me right away when it uh, went and got announced, look, we're getting the A or an AB. And all you have to do is pay me 360 and pay me by October. Like, are you serious? All the rates were about two to four thousand dollars to stay for the four days there. And a lot of people got screwed when we got there. They got beat out of their Airbnbs. 
they racked the rates up to $1,000 a day, $2,000 a day to stay there. It was a fiasco. A lot of people got screwed. And where we got stayed, we were originally by the venue, but they put us in a hurricane relief place where people had to take our place, and they put us in a resort an hour away. So it was a series of lift costs the whole four days to get to this place. So I paid, I came down with 1100 I came home with bucks. Mike, it just a question, though, because we heard a lot of grumblings that even the flying in, like I assume you flew in from Philadelphia or maybe Atlantic City. Where did you fly into and how was the logistics getting to the bad? It actually worked out. It cost me a thousand seventy five to do it. So I left at seven fifteen in the morning on Friday. I thought it was going to be a fiasco. I got to Phoenix by I'm going to say what? Ten thirty. Then I went on my crossing flight and went right into um, Palm Springs and got there by 1130, third time. So I left at 715, got there, and I went back in time and got there by like 1130 in Palm Springs. Not too now, bad. Now, was there, is it true? Because we heard a lot of grumblings that there was a shortage of cars, like actual Lyfts yeah. or Ubers, yeah. like to so and that, from that, the that, venue. That was the whole fiasco. So we're technically 35 minutes away from the bed. It took an hour lift ride to get there. And there is a shuttle bus that I had to pay a hundred extra dollars to get it fast to get on the bus. Only used it twice the whole night. And when we did it, it took us to a part of our not where we were staying, the shuttle. So picture one o'clock in the morning leaving the venue, getting back at two o'clock, and you used to pay another forty dollars to get in a lift, and there's only a hundred drivers to sixty thousand people. That's the fiasco of power truck. Uh, sounds horrible. Yep. Well, it's my favorite band, ACDC. I bought them since I was five years old. I had another fiasco. I missed Hanford Maiden because I lost my wallet. It took, and I'll, I'll, one thing I will say, Power Trip Security, fan fucking test. Picture being in an Eagles stadium. You lose a wallet, 60,000 fans. You're looking all over wallet through the game to try to get find that wallet. They had five lost and found venues. I basically was screaming and cursing, thinking life is over because I'm here for four days. And I have nothing. No ID. All my shit's in my wallet. What do I do? This security guard took his time, took me through every lost and found place, and then we found it. I was praising God and jumping up and down. My anxiety was through the roof Friday night. So I missed half a meeting because I lost my stupid wallet. And then I saw Guns N' Roses and I had to hear the cat vocals of Axel. He was struggling. He was struggling. But Mike, before we get into the performances, so tell us, how did the how did the wallet get rescued? Uh, they basically, it was a serious, some Spanish woman that worked in the section I was in. When I got to my section, I found that was five venues, you know, five rows, but not rows back, but five, 100, 200, 300, section 500. I'm like, this is bullshit. I paid 1400 with the surcharge of 16. I assumed I was in front of the pit per their map when you book the thing because they have tiers and I booked the VIP. They're like, no, nah, you didn't book a VIP. It's a P3. It's not a P1. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? A lot so, of people got through this too when they what, got there. So what happened? So describe it because John and I we were watching all weekend. We they, we were looking at the images coming around through Twitter and everything else, and they had the drone views, and all you saw was two hundred thousand people. But yeah. describe how like the 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 stage was set up. Like what was in front? Okay. Was it VIP and all the way back. Like how were the sections? It's a huge freaking stage. One of the biggest stages I ever seen in my life, and it's all LCD. It's all LCD screens. The whole stage. So they're showing all the imagery of the band. The pit's like what you normally see. And then you got like trench. It's, uh, the best way to describe it, it's like World War One trench warfare. So when I walk in the venue from the Ferris wheel, it's a mile. 
through like all these vendors and shit. And then you get into the marketing and then you're in the field and it's a polo club. It's where polo go racing. Picture two football fields. That's basically what it is. And when you get there, you think you're going to walk from your section to your section. New. They have it all walled off in little walls. So people can't jump over barriers to get to the next section. And then they got this wristband that's technology. You can never take this thing off. If you take it off, you're fucked. You're not allowed back in the venue. Ever. And they have this technology where you press this thing down. And it grows green, you can go. Red, you're not allowed in the section. That's how they did it. What I did is I got smart after the first night, the second night. I got near pit where the barrier is. I couldn't get past that barrier because I was trying to jump over the barricade that do like what all the other assholes were doing. Too secure. Too much security. But I stayed by the fence and I saw from the side view angle. You saw my videos. They're still like this big, but I'm like 100 feet away where I could see it. If I stayed at my other place, they'd be smaller like, you know, back in the day when you're on the top of the top level of the spectrum looking down and you're like, this sucks. You know what I mean? I'll pay the hundred bucks for the fucking ticket back in the eighties. Now they're like what, three, four, five hundred for front row, maybe if six hundred, you know. Wow, that's um. So this this security system that was it a normal like the paper wristband or was it like no, a, no, no this is a technology band. This is like that you. I, I I actually have it at home. Sorry if I didn't bring it with me. It's just a regular like band that they put a lot of money into this thing. It has the power strip. It has the floor of the pit or GA on the front. And it's a thing that you pound on. Like, you know, you, like you're like playing Jeopardy or something with a Jeopardy stopper or whatever. That's the best way I could describe it. Now, was there like, like a, a gate or something, like an airport? Was it like if you pressed yeah, your wristband, like exactly. then the gate had to open or you couldn't get in? And was There's there a person three, there standing watching? Decks. There's a security check before you go through the forest wheel. Then you get to the forest wheel. Then you got to go through another security check. And then you got to go through your ID check if you're drinking. Now, three security, and then they check your bags and all that. <laughs> the bag situation, they're telling you they had like 500 things you couldn't bring in. You couldn't bring in bikes. People brought bikes because they didn't want to take the lift and they wanted to drive. They put bikes at Walmart and bike dead. I don't know if they were throwing the bike out when they got to the gig and just left it and called it a lost cause. I don't know, but I've seen people with bikes and people were bringing shit in. My buddies broke booze. They weren't supposed to bring it. Yeah, they had it in the bag and they got through. They, yeah. they looked at Jack. Oh, yeah, you're good. You're good. Some other guy we met from Seattle, he got groped. He's a bigger guy than me. He got groped. The guy grabbed his balls, a little five foot five, you know, Napoleon guy. We don't get it. He's getting groped. Oh, you're good. This one looks like a fucking weirdo who's going to kill somebody. Oh, he's good. The big dude. Oh, I want to grope him. Weird. Uh, Michael, talk about concessions. Concessions? All right. So after I lost my wallet, I had to eat because I didn't eat nothing all day. And all I was doing was energy drinks and little energy bars, you know, the whole Friday night. So finally, when Guns N' Roses on, I'm hearing the cat screams of Axel. I was like, look, I got to fucking eat. This is bullshit. So I go to a taco stand, and I love tacos in Mexican. And then I'm in SoCal. So I'm like, all right, fine. When I get up to the stand, I didn't even think about it. I was like, all right, give me three tacos. Give me this big-ass burrito and give me the Mexican drink. Cool. Get ready to pay with my debit card because everything's cashless, right? $57. Three tacos, one burrito, one drink. 57 bucks. Can you believe it? Yeah, so it's three times as much. That's more than New York. I never paid that much in New York. I mean, I'll pay like $25.30 for a meal. You know what I mean? $57? You don't even give me champagne or give me anything. And I don't drink. Uh, okay, that was my next question. You don't drink, but how much were beers? Did they have liquor? $14 a beer. In some cases, $25 for a shot. Uh, the Canadians I was with, they probably went through about, I'd say, $600 on one night drinking. Yeah, well, they probably had the loot. Um what about merch? I heard it was a gory detail with I the merch. I dropped 240. 
So this shirt you see I'm wearing, this is a flannel with the Power Trip logo. That's all it has. I bought it because I figured this is something nice to work I can wear, and it's not offensive. $75 for this. And then the commemorative ACDC shirt has the Canon Power Trip at India, or, or no, it is Power Up at Power Trip. That was $45. And then I got the black one. It's like the back of black one with the band, and it says Power Trip with the date on the back. That was $45. And then I bought the event shirt. The event shirt, it's a gray shirt, it says Power Trip, and has all the bands with the logo back to 2023. That was 45 bucks. Uh, did you make it to the ACDC uh, bar? Yes, I did, and I missed Angus Young by 10 fucking minutes. Ugh. Missed what, right that? What, what was that like, Mike? Murders. What was Three the place days. like? A pub turned into like an ACDC pub? Did they just read <laughs> the front? One room, one room where they have a guy with a security check and IDs. You get in there, and they have all kinds of memorabilia. And then in the back, they had posters, and I ripped the poster off the wall, the Bon Scott one, with the band lineup. I got that. And then they had a big ACDC... I don't know, like it's a whole wall. I mean, if you saw my picture, it's the big thing in neon, lit up like it's on the stage. You can take a picture with that. They had his guitar where you could pick his guitar up and it says uh, rock or bust. I think they make shift store. And then they had food trucks in there. And then they had the bar had the big red power trip uh, voltage sign. You can take a picture with that too. It was pretty neat. And then they had the wall with, with, with the mist of time, that mural. You can take a picture of that when you first, first come in. So this there was, was something like the they built. God. Uh, this is something they built just for that? Like they built an ACDC bar or was it an existing like structure? I think it was an existing place and they just put shit around it. And then what they did is they painted the mural on the side wall. Then they start putting posters up at the back. And then when you went inside, it was just probably just a little dive bar. They just decided this is ours. And if you remember who made who with the TV sets, they had that in the bar in the back. And they had like ACDC stock all throughout the bar. They had a, a swordfish with Angus Young baited one at the bar. It was kind what of a, what a now talk about Angus going in there. So you said you missed him by 10 minutes. Yep. When was that? What day and what time? And that was all that? when Tool was performing because I didn't really care about Tool. I decided I'd say he went in around four. I got there about six or seven. So basically, I missed him by about 10 minutes. All he did is they walked him through. He went in the bar. Some old dude met him. They didn't take a picture. He let his girl get a picture. And I'm like, why don't you take a picture? I've been following this bed since I'm, I'm like 60 years old. I'm like, dude, I'm 53. I would have jumped right on it to get a picture with him. Why didn't you get a picture with me, moron? So this other dude, he got him as he was walking out. They did like a quick photo. I, I got him on my Facebook. If you look at my Facebook. And uh, some girl got him. And that was it. Everybody was like trying to bombard him. And it was like massive. It was like a Slayer mosh pit. Angus Young walking up against the wall with his security guys and all these people, you know, trying to get in on him, you know? And then he went to the bar, walked there for five seconds, and I guess just back to the car, and that's it. I wish I was there. I would have been going nuts. I only met him once in 88. So so this bar, this was an existing bar, and they just gravy trained the gig and yep. made it. So it wasn't an ACDC-sponsored bar or anything. Well, oh, yeah, it was a sponsored one, because when you came in, they had a big ACDC like, sign, and they had high voltage, and it was all neon, like Vegas. So okay. They put up all this shit. And that voltage sign at the bar that's from Power Trip, that was a neon sign. You know, like a Vegas neon sign. That's what they did. I read that they're going to, the bar is going to keep all those murals up. It's permanent fixture now. Good. So it'll be like some sort of touristy thing. Oh, by the way, the Uber guy that drove me there, a Lyft guy, he told me this is sort of like a ghetto where this is. It's NDO. You're in the city of NDO. And where I was for the India thing is like towards Coachella. So it's like a rich polo club property. And you have to drive 
It's like five miles from the club. So this is like sort of in the hood, but I guess the hood of what you would consider Palm Springs or desert or whatever. You know what I mean? I was sharing with Walt. I have a real good friend who was staying with her sister there in Palm Springs, not for the concert, just in general. And we they were so they they live so close in a gated community. They had they had to have uh, security clearance and special passes to travel around. And oh, yeah. they were like, they had, you had to have this, this thing to get in that field. And if you didn't have it, they didn't want anybody near it. It's too bad we didn't know each other because we had an invite um, to stay with them for free. And they were you like, what? It was, it was, all you had to do was pay for your ticket. You could have did a $600 general ticket. But it would be like tandem, you know, or like, you know, one of those outside venues that you're on the field, but it's farther and you can't see shit. That, that's what my friend Kristen was saying. She's only five foot. She couldn't see shit in GA. He was complaining the whole time. Yeah, no, uh, we saw Metallica in uh, August in Jersey. I saw Maiden last fall up close up in Ontario. Guns N' Roses, I'll take a pass. Tool, I, I would see them in a different venue. Uh, Judas Priest, I've seen them five times in the last five years. And, and ACDC, they're going to they're gonna do a tour. I that's, hope. That's, uh, that's what the rumor is. So the rumor is Hellfest. They're going to headline Hellfest in France. That's the rumor. And yeah, I'm thinking about it. They're doing stadiums next summer. So June is Hellfest. You know about Hellfest, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. In France. That's the one yep. the statue. I'd love to go to that. Supposedly, the ticket's only 340 for that. And I guess it's general admission everywhere. You know, you come first, yeah. come first, serve. That's what it is. You run in that field and get where you're wearing. You're not going to be like in these World War One barricades where you only have this area and you can't climb up for this big wall that we put. Because they make it look like you're going to walk up to the front. You can't. In that place, yeah. it's so secure. That's the European festivals. They uh, they're typically out in the middle of a of nowhere, and they just set up these fields and they That's got stages all over the too. place. And you got to rough thing, it and make your way up to the front. This thing in this India, it was like let's break. They had everything secure. They had they knew what they were doing. They they had like barriers, and you you had to go through certain places. There was like so many you know security places you had to go through. So I guess it was awesome because I got my wallet back because it was that secure. That security was top notch. Awesome. My my whole my whole thing would have been a fiasco if I never got that wallet back. Yeah, well, I'm glad you did. Day one, I was praising God, praising Jesus. I think He's my Lord and Savior. Thank you very much. Oh my God, because I dude, I was excited for this. I didn't even sleep before I got to this God. I'm sure I was that excited. I slept so, on the plane. Take take us back to Friday night. Let's talk a little bit about the performances. So I know you missed part of Maiden, but you know this Maiden show. I guess in a sense. Um, you know, they only did a handful full of shows around Western Canada leading up to this, and it was really the European show from the summer, which is a much different set list than when we saw them last fall. They were you oh, know, yeah. concentrating on Somewhere in Time. They did different songs off uh, Senjutsu. So talk a little bit about A Maiden, and then let's get into a little bit about Gun, Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses going on, what, 10, 11 at night, playing three hours? How yep. does anybody have the energy for that? That's the way it went. That's the way it was. They they were better when I saw them at the link at 15. I only saw Guns N' Roses once. That was the Wolf Mother show. His voice was on. Here, he was struggling. He was training. Maiden, they opened with Summer in Time, which went nuts. That was good. That was the Doctor Doctor. Then they go into the Blade Runner theme, and then Summer in Time. And it's all the fucking lights from what you saw from 86 with all the imagery on that whole stage and the energy of Maiden, like you normally sit. And then they go in the Traders in a Strange Lane. It's the second song. And then after that, I got lost with the wallet and all that shit. Then they did Alexander the Great Midway. And then they had, oh, 
the thing from 86 where they remember the laser tag with Bruce Dickinson and Eddie and he's got the gun and all that shit. They did that, but they did it with something better. My buddy from Canada was telling me about it where they're shooting each other on the stage and doing that stuff. The devil. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what about now going back to GNR, right? So you said his voice is struggling. Like talk about, I mean, you know, a three hour show to me, unless you're rush. <laughs> Like Guns N' Roses doesn't need to be doing a three-hour show, but how, how, did you stay to the end? Did you stay till one one thirty in the morning? Of most of it, I I seen most of it, and then I say towards the towards the tail end of it, I think they ended with Paradise City, I think. But I was already in the uh, merch line because I called my Canadian up, and I'm like, we all got lost, and I'm like, where are you at? He's like, get we're in the merch line. We're not sitting through that anymore. We can't take his voice. So I was like, all right, get to the merch line. It's a line around the corner, but I butted because they were already up front further. And that's where I got all my stuff. I had like four things. I dropped 240. He dropped like probably four or five on. He got the maiden hoodie. He got the power trip this. He got the ACDC back in black shirt. The Judas fucking priest. And it says power mad fucking priest. Or not a power mad. Uh, power trip. Fucking power trip or something. It's a power trip on the front. Fucking. And then fucking Judas priest on the back. That was a cool shirt. Hey, Michael, were those times? When did maiden go on? And did G- Guns N' Roses go on at 10? 10 o'clock. Yeah, they went on time. I probably maybe 10 or 15 minute delay, but they went on time. Made him went on about, it was supposed to be 645. I'd say closer to seven they went on. Yeah, there was a delay on the maiden set. There was, uh, they said they were having. Everybody was coming in late. That's what it was. It was just this wall and you had to walk miles to get in. And that's another thing. When you're coming in, when you get there and the Uber guy leaves you off, you're going to fence. You have to go through a security check, and then you have to walk a mile to the forest field. So what they have set up for you, if you don't want to walk, you have to pay $25 for one of these people on a bike with a little carriage. I did it Sunday night coming back. Without, <laughs> I got a hot-looking chick. She's like, what song do you want? I was like, I want friggin' Long Way to the Top. And we're jamming to it. I'm watching her ass. She's driving the bike, and I'm videoing it. 25 <laughs> bucks. Yeah, we took one of those. We went to a Dolphin game last fall in... That they, they had the little carriage. It's like uh, old school. He's coming like this, and I'm like, I'm in the thing. Ah, riding down the highway. So, so, so AC or um, Guns and Roses went on at ten, and they did their and Walt to comment on Guns and Roses playing for three hours. You know, they have two guitar solos. They throw in four or five cover songs that don't need to be in there. It's yeah, it's nonsense. They did Civil War. They didn't Don't Cry, but they did November's Rain. That was towards the end, November's rain. They, uh, Welcome to the Jungle came out on early, by the way. Not late. Early in the set. I was abroad. Well, <laughs> some of it was good, but some of it, he was really struggling when he was trying to do the high notes. He couldn't hit the high notes. The lower notes, he was doing high. I, I kind of like him. I know he's got the attitude. He's a big asshole, but he was all right. Listen, he um, we early on when Power Trip was announced months ago, we were talking about this on our show. I had a little conspiracy theory, which I still think is right. And I know that uh, Axel obviously fronted ACDC for a period there when Brian was struggling. And I enjoyed that. That show. But but ironically, they positioned the the ACDC show and the gun shows on different nights. And my thought was, hey, you never know if Brian wasn't able to sing or he needed some help. Axel could have been on the sideline ready to come in just in case. Yep. He did a good job there because they did one way to the top. And Brian will never do that because that's Bond's song. And when I seen him do it at the first Union Center, I was floored because, dude, High Voltage is my favorite album of all time. Far none. Far none. I've been following him since I was five. I'm 53. 
Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Let's move on to that ACDC set. So day two, it was Priest opening for DC. Um, was So there's a buzz with Priest with the announcement of the new Invincible Shield. Well, what was I, that What was that scene like? Because they were added on. You know, they're the n- new kids. Uh, was, there a strong <laughs> pre- was there a strong Priest contingency there? Oh, yeah. There was, there was a lot of people into it. I got to, I, that show, I got to the side to see from the pit, and it was just like what we always say. You know, they do the, you know, all the old stuff, the new stuff, uh, the, uh, what is it? Uh, firepower. I forget what song it is. It went well. And they had the thing with the robot and all that stuff. Metal Gods was phenomenal. It's always, you know, all the old stuff, the good mix. You were like pumped after it was over. Then when ACDC is coming, everybody's like, the, the whole place was going to go up and up for it. What about uh, Glenn Tipton came out, correct? Yep. Yeah, like he always does the last three songs. Yeah. And what, and what? Right when did metal. they when did they announce um Invincible Shield in terms of I heard it was something in the beginning did they actually put the image of the album up on the screens I think so cuz I was on the side it was hard for me to see from the side cuz this thing you could see like some pictures on the side but you, if they did it dead center I didn't see it Okay So it was up on the side view watching at right. that time Mike, before we get into ACDC, because this is what the big part is, right? There's a lot of images floating around about a lot of the artists actually watching the shows. There's pictures yep. of Kirk, Kirk Hammett in the pit. There's pictures of James in the pit. There's a picture of Rob Halford driving or riding in a little bit of a back uh, of one of those golf carts. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's really cool that throughout the weekend, the artists were kind of hanging and supporting one another while watching each other's shows. Yep. So two of the guys I met in my hotel... They went to the cocktail bar in the back for Friday night during Guns N' Roses. They decided, that nah, we don't care. We just want to keep drinking. And they're pounding. They're both from Seattle. One guy defected to Texas. That's his story. So they're drinking, having fun. Some guys there were a little groupie, and they're talking about Tom Petty. He's like, oh, I played with him in the studio. Guess who it was? Steve Harris. So they met Steve. And you know how Steve does this sometimes at the venue. He'll show up to the bar in the venue, meet a couple of fans, and then just bail out of there real quick. 
by himself. No security. So he did it again. And my these two guys met him. I was like, did you get it back? No, we didn't even know it was him. We just started talking and we figured it out. Then he rolled with this groupie girl. Oh, you got to be kidding. Going back, I only to that, once. going back to that preset, some of the videos I saw, tell me if this was true. Rob was um, sort of taking it easy on the vocals, doing a lot of the microphone to the crowd and have the have watching the cr- in the sky. Yeah. Well, not so much the scream, but like um, having the crowd sing more of the chorus, like in uh, Electric Eye. Was yeah. that? Uh, and I've seen Priest a bit in the last five, six Everybody years. Everybody sings that song. Everybody sings that song. That's a phenomenal song. I yeah. made a metal of my second screen. Yeah, I just, <laughs> well, I just thought uh, my impression was, uh, I thought he should have been singing some of that. But I got gotcha. you. But I didn't. I didn't notice. I just kept on going because I was just all happy. I was happy <laughs> to be there hearing that music. It, dude, it felt like I'm like at 16 and 86, you know? That's what I was feeling like. I think it was also Rob conserving his voice. I mean, they haven't been on tour in a while, over a year plus, right? I mean, you know, guy's up in age now. He's probably saying, you know, I want to deliver a great 90-minute set the best I can. I'm going to take it easy. Unless, you know, get the get the voice warmed up, get it greased up, you know, and uh, – Hey, listen, still awesome. But now let's move on to ACDC. Okay. So talk about this, Mike. I know this is your favorite band in the world. What was the buzz like before, after Priest? Uh, we're all going nuts. The guy next to me, he's older than me with his kid. The kid seen him maybe once. And then he's like, what song? What song? I'm like, I'm going to think he's going to guess Shot in the Dark, because that's usually what they traditionally do is open up with a song. No, dude, they usually do Shoot the Thrill or this one or that one. I'm like, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. And we're like, you know, all like chanting, screaming, doing the singing of the songs and all that stuff. And I'm doing the spring for me, you ghetto bastards, let's go crazy, all that stuff. And then they come out, you hear the guitar come, and it's what they come right into, if you want blood, you got it. I'm like, oh, shit, Bon Scott, right to start with Brian? Holy shit. After that was Bron- uh, Bon Scott's songs, after the other part was Brian's. And he did a really good job, a fantastic job. He and did you know- great at the Bon Scott song. He didn't struggle at all, Brian. No, it was a great set list, and it was 24 songs. That was unbelievable. 24 songs. Doggy Dog, Sin City, Riff Ramp, Two from Power Age. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's my favorite album, Power Age. Oh, yeah. I was hoping for, uh, you know, uh, I'll be in blues, but nah, they didn't (laughs) do it. But I was hoping. Uh, what about the band? It's uh, the videos I saw. It looked like they're spot on, and you know, ACDC. I think look good. By the way, he, he's got the balding thing going, but I think they prepped his hair up a little bit to make it look like it's you know that thin. And he's got the white. He looked awesome with his white little shirt and all, and a little suit. Got the hat, throws it back on, and it's like, you know, who made who all over again? You know. What about the new drummer? Just yeah, just- I, I think from Slash or something. That I'm not sure, but as the first I think time, he just snake bit. He was his last snake bit drummer. Well, it's the first time he's ever played with a band. Yeah, I think he's from Slash the Snake. He did a good job. They were on. And supposedly the rumor is they did three checks. They did one on Friday. They did one on Saturday, and another one because Angus wanted to get it all perfect, and he didn't want to have anybody saying, "Oh, this sucks. This is great. They don't got it anymore." So they did three sound checks before on different days. Another thing that was crazy is when we got there on Friday, I wanted to go hit the target around the corner from that hotel that I was like an hour away or 30 minutes away from this place. Cliff Williams walked in that target. Some Mexican kid got a picture with him and had no security. He was just shopping in the target. Which, how the hell is this possible? Supposedly Mike Tyson 
has a place around it. And I guess either Guns N' Roses or ACDC State. That's what the rumor was. Wow. That's the rumor. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I heard in stories. Wow. I was going nuts. I'm like, I got to meet one of these guys. I got to meet one of these guys. Son of a bitch. I wish I would have got paid because I probably would have got a picture with Bill and Kurt Damn it. You know what I mean? And Wendy Dio was there too, by the way. I saw pictures with Wendy Dio. Okay. People were taking pictures with her on the field. I don't know what the hell she was doing there, but I guess a lot of celebrities were Because this was a big effing thing. How was Angus's uh, stage performance? Like, did he slow down at all? Granted, he's 75. No. He's doing <clears throat> the jig, going all over, going out the ramp, the whole thing all over. Yeah, it was good. He, he didn't come over to where we were. Neither of the bands did. Metallica tried it. They didn't really do it. They were going the other side. I don't know why. Priest did it a little bit. Uh, Guns N' Roses were all over the place. <laughs> That's the best way I could describe it. <laughs> now, how about this Brian? Made, Brian's this performance. This my Woodstock. That's the best way I could describe it, Scott. Yeah, your Woodstock. My Woodstock. My personal Woodstock. That's what this was. All the bands I grew up with that I came up with that means something, you know? Yeah. Except for Tool. I can care less about Tool. Now, Mike, what, what about Brian Johnson? I mean, I've seen the videos, too. I think he sounded good. How did it sound? How did he sound being right there at the venue itself? Clear. Clear as a bell. I'm on, you know, 300 yards away, maybe 200 yards away. He sounded like you're in the spectrum or in any venue or like in a tower theater. That's what it sounded like to me. Clear. And was Stevie doing background vocals to kind of help it out? Stevie and Angus? Yeah, and Clip. Stevie and Clip, like, like, like it traditionally done. Wow. Wow. It's amazing stuff. Well, it's it, it like my first time seeing them in 88 with LA Guns on the Bluff Your Video Tour. It's exactly how it sounded. Well, no one ever had a problem with uh, Brian singing live, per se. He's got the hearing problem. Uh, the, but the I, don't hearing. I, I didn't see any problem. He wasn't struggling. He was like, yeah, he was happy as shit. He was like a lot. Well, I think he had gotten fitted for different kind of hearing devices a couple of years ago. I think when they when they were recording the new album out in Vancouver, I remember them saying that he could come back into it because the technologies have advanced and it was helping him out. Right. So probably, uh, you know, avoided a problem again, like he had had that time when he had Axel had to come in and rescue him. But yeah. did yeah. he have the same problem being down the hang? I, I heard Clemens beat down that problem over the years of playing the big shows and that that's yeah. His hearing is all like gone. Yeah, I think Pete Townsend has tinnitus, which is more like the ringing in the ear. But um, I don't. I think Brian Johnson was more like I think just hearing loss versus tinnitus, which are two different things. But I thought I thought you're hearing loss right now. He can't hear call. And the thing with Johnson was um, also he's involved with the race car driving. So there was uh, Ah, a thought that. that It wasn't so much all the tours with ACDC. It was more all the years at the track with that different kind of uh, low-end volume. You didn't have the the sound thing? Yeah. So so ACDC. So at this point, how would you rank the bands outside of your preference in terms of performance? DC, Priest, Maiden. I'll say Maiden and Priest are level, but I've seen them like 20 times. I saw Priest 20 sometimes. They're all good. Metallica impressed me this time. I did not like what they did in Pittsburgh. I saw them in Pittsburgh in 2022. They uh, did, what was it? Uh, St. Anger, uh, So Close, So No Matter How Far, Sad But True. Then they do Whiskey in the Jarro. I'm like, why are you doing Whiskey in the Jarro? This is the most boring song. It's not your song. You're wasting my time. I want to hear Creeping Death. I want to hear Old School. I want to hear Injustice World backtrack that you never play. It's just like I was bored in Pittsburgh. 
uh, I saw the Buffalo show last summer and I oh, I fucking loved it. And I thought whiskey was one of the highlights. I and, was bored. And, and I, I go back. A, no, there was totally. Well, that's my perception. It was total. They rearranged it. And it was, I was a total, making fun of it when I was watching. That? What's that? I was making fun of it while I was watching. I'm like, this is horrible. Uh, well, I thought it added something different because they were doing doing it differently. And in last summer, James was at a different place. And remember, remember during that song, he they did the slowdown part, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, that's what I like." And he's talking about suicide. <laughs> yeah. gonna, my death style is my lifestyle. I'm like, oh, Christ, please no, please no. I just want to hear injustice. I want to hear the first three albums. I don't want to hear this garbage. But what what made it what made it better for you, Mike? What was why did you come out of there feeling re-energized? He was more into it, Hatfield. Lars was like he always like before the way he used to be with the drumming. Kirk is all like all over. And then when they did the uh, little jam in the private song that was here, Indio, we're gonna do the Funkin' Desert song for you. We wrote this for you. They were all into it. They were high energy. Then they were saying, Our favorite band played tonight, we're not gonna even say who it is. We know who it is. It's ACDC. Because they have Long Way as their intro song with that, you know, Clint Eastwood song from the good, bad, and the ugly. We know why, why they were there. We know they were in the thing. So that made me happy even more. So, but he was, Heavy was more into it. It was like he was trying to go back to that 91 seal or like, you know, 89 when they just got Justice Roll out or at the Monsters of Rock. It had that, we know we're here and we're, 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 we're trying to compare to our hero. That's what we're trying to do. Now, Mike, I got to ask you because John and I were at the uh, the MetLife shows in August, and uh, I didn't that. obviously they had their own stage set up, you know, in the round and that kind of thing with the towers. How much of the presence of the tour was brought over here, or did they basically just play on the standard stage and no other little side <laughs> stages or anything? Standard stage, they didn't have the thing. This is the first time they haven't had that. It's just a normal stage. It's a big long stage, the biggest stage you've ever seen. The only thing that comes out is just that little thing where Angus and them can walk out to. The little one. Not the big one. Like, remember when we were at uh, MetLife and when ACDC played with Anvil, they had the thing where it came all the way out where Brian and then go all the way in the midsection in between the two sections? They didn't it didn't go out that far, from what I noticed. Yeah. But then yeah. again, I'm 200 feet away. It, to me, it looks even smaller. You know what I mean? I could be wrong. Yeah. So I would think Sunday was probably... Listen, you know, disappointment's a horrible word to say, but... After the Friday performance, and then, of course, Saturday. Saturday's the pinnacle. Tool and Metallica. Metallica's already been cycled through. I mean, you know, two great bands, but I would almost imagine, like, the energy level of everybody that went there to see the weekend was probably already at its peak past Saturday night. Saturday night, people are staying out late. They're probably going out drinking after ACDC and everything in between. They were. And then they were moving people up. If you had tickets and you got there at a certain time, like the tickets where I was, they're going to put you in the grandstands because Metallica was going to sell them a video. They were moving people up for it. Oh. I thought they were doing. That's what okay. I heard. But okay. I got okay because I went to the ACPC bar and decided, eh, if I see tool, I see tool. If I don't, I don't. I wanted to, but I just like ACDC was more important than me going to that bar, see the bar. Yeah, so you didn't, so you didn't see to tool. It. So you didn't see tool. Nah, I messed them. Cool. I mean, Tool, Tool. I love Tool, my, but, you know, Tool recycles tours. Like, yeah. Canadian friends said it was good. The only disappointment is there's no Chisholm. That whatever that's, you know, Chisholm. Schism, or whatever. Schism. Yeah. Schism or, sorry if I mispronounced it. The fan I am. 
Yeah, and a tool tool's great. I mean, they always have great screens, great visuals. Maynard, know, you never know. Rock and metal. Don't get me wrong. But. Right. Maynard Maynard shows up. He's he's always in a different uh look. Like this time he had the mohawk with the war paint on. He looked cool, but uh that what he looked like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I you know, but, told him once. They opened for Megadeth on Mods Fest and he was completely bull. Yeah. There he was actually performing. Because from my understanding, he tries to do the Morrison thing where he turns to the crowd and he's looking at his band and he doesn't want to be the front man. I hate yeah. that I do that. I'm like, he does. Well, I don't know why that is, but I think it's also because he likes to give his band credit because they're the real musicians that write it. And they're they're like he wants them front and center. He stands in the back, you know, and and listen, it, they're still out on tour for Fear Inoculum, which came out, what, three years ago, four years ago, maybe even before the pandemic. No. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's good to see them still out there. They have a whole nother U.S. tour coming up this. Uh, I might check them out this fall. And in the winter, they're playing up in Allentown. I mean, a perfect circle is on that new tour with System of the Down that's going to be happening in Vegas. Yeah, yep. Perfect circle. So, I check that out. I like that one song. Yeah. So now, Mike, going back to Sunday night. Now, wrap the weekend up for us. But the end, how it ended? Yeah. Like, what was the I end? The like, the vibe when the Sunday night was over, the venue shutting down. I was everybody's okay. back to the hotel and all that other stuff. So Saturday night, Sunday night, it was like the Walking Dead. Walking out of the venue, as the crowd goes, you go, the crowd stops. So the look from leaving from the back of the venue to that first wheel is probably about 30 to 40 minute walk. It doesn't take that long to get to the first wheel, but walking in that, you know, like you're like the walking dead, the zombies, that's what it felt like. And I kept making fun walking through. I'm like, yo, let's kill Rick Grimes. I'm sick of this. AMCs, the walking Metallica dead. <laughs> Come on, you assholes, you old fucks. Move. I got to get out of here. We're like just a zombie walk, man. It was insane. So yeah. if you bow, somebody's going to walk on you. That's the way it was. Mike, when this show was announced, uh, we want your opinion on this. We we're like, um, why Tool? Well, if the, if you wouldn't have Tool on there and you had another classic metal band, who do you think should have had that other spot? Saxon. Saxon? Saxon. But they've built right in with Iron Maiden and Judas Priest, but they're not that big here. I don't, who's big at that hour? Who else could you got? Well, that, that's a question. Saxon falls under. I, I don't think they're big enough. They would. They would. They they're not big enough, but they're within the priest. You know, maiden level. Who else can we get? Except, I, I mean, no. I don't know, did he? Well, they did their best shot by trying to get Ozzy, and then their rumor came out after he canceled. It was actually supposed to be the Black Sabbath guys are going to be there, and I think they offered the gig or performance to Tony Iommi and Tony Iommi declined it. The classy musician he is, you know, what is he going to do? Come up there and jam with uh, some other band? Metallica guys and do some Sabbath covers, but it didn't make sense. Believe me, we would love that. We would love that. But you know, for a show of that magnitude, you know, it was, it was either, unless it was Ronnie James Dio or Ozzy, the Sabbath guys are not coming up to the, you know, to power trip. I want to get Ian Gillen and do the Born Again. (laughs) I don't yeah. think that was that big here in the in the states. In Europe, it's bigger, right? Yeah, it's not down here. What, yeah, what about, it is. The bands like that are bigger in Europe. Yep. What about Deep Purple? That would probably work, but I would love it. I don't know if the kids would love it. I would love it because I love Rapture the Deep and that type of stuff. That's Rapture the Deep. I love that as much as Smoke on the Water and all that other stuff. Plus, I like the Mark Three Lion. I'm, you know, I love Glenn Hughes. I love Dave Coverdale with Deep Purple. I love Ian. Don't get me wrong. I love Ian Gill. 
we'll ne- we'll never know. But uh, that was the question we always, you know, we debated. Who could fill in from the '80s that was big and still big today? I don't know. Who's touring that's big here that's still like doing I think, like? I think that was it. It was. It was I mean, well, you know, our first reaction was White when Snake? Ozzy pulled out. White Snake, maybe. They're still they're, they're still doing arenas, sort yeah. of, I guess. Yeah, but Dave, Dave's Dave's struggling singing too. Yeah, right, Def shit. Leopard. Megadeth, maybe. I don't know. They did the right thing when when Ozzy bowed out. The first thing John and I said, we said Priest, Priest is getting announced. It was like within five minutes. I'm like Priest is getting put in there. I'm glad Done they deal. were. I'm glad they were. I mean, they put Kiss in there. Okay, but I've seen them a bunch of times. That's not the real Kiss. I want the real '96 Kiss. That's what I would want if they did it. You know what I mean? I don't want Thayer. I mean, Thayer's good, but I'm not paying top dollar for Thayer. No. Yeah. Thayer's better than Ace at this point, but... Yeah, but... Come on. It's this value. If you're paying this kind of money, you want... I saw the real kiss with Peter Chris. Not not with the guy who's the hired gun that thinks he's bigger than what he is. I mean... He's a short drummer. But, Michael, listen, I've done... (laughs) I've done some quick calculations through our conversation, and I came up with uh, you got about almost uh, 7,500 invested into this power trip weekend from flights, Ubers, uh, merch, tickets to the show. So a couple questions. Would you do it again? What would you do differently? If I could go back in time, I would have paid for the $1,600 pit ticket. If we knew more about like what the where to stay and we could get a place to stay right near the venue and it wasn't going to be, you know, a thousand or two thousand dollars, I would have done that because the whole thing would have saved me all these lift rides. You know what I mean? That's the that's the big thing. But the big thing is having to be in that pit and I could go anywhere I want in the venue and not worry about oh I went through this oh yeah no no you're not allowed in this section you got to go over five hundred feet over this way over this barrier or go five hundred feet over that barrier. I'd rather have pit because I paid fourteen. It came to seventeen. If I did the sixteen hundred dollar pit ticket, it would only been eight eighteen hundred, and my flight would have been a thousand seventy five, which I did pay, and I paid three sixty to stay. If I could have paid three sixty to stay closer, which probably wouldn't have happened, it would have been cool. That's the only thing that I, I regret, and I regret losing my wallet, of course, like a dupa that I am. I'm a Polak, by the way. Dupa, dupa, dupa. That means ass in Polish. I, I know that term well. Dupajuda means asshole. Oh, it's probably. I like that one. Dupajuda. Well, listen, I'll let you guys say goodbye. Michael, thanks for joining us. I hope I was good, and I hope I didn't annoy or drive you guys crazy. Michael, this was great. You were the you were the perfect guy to be a power trip, and I hope. Uh, this was an awesome conversation. I'm glad to to christen you into Metal Mayhem ROC. We'll have you, you back on again. The greatest man of all time. Sounds good, man. Buddy, it's always good uh, catching up, and we'll talk soon, all right? Happy, was it Wednesday? Happy Wednesday. All right, man. See you, Mike. Cool, man. All right. Have a good night. See you, Mike. Bye-bye. All right, well, hey, that dude's uh, high octane. I wonder if he's one of those get up at 6 in the morning, get a workout in, and uh, pots of coffee. Dude, he, he the funny, uh, listen, uh, he's that guy. I've hung out with him many times. He's a maniac. He's one of those guys that goes into, like, I'll give you an example. Overkill was filming Wrecking Your Neck Live. It was their 25th anniversary down in Asbury Park. And he's the bands out there, like the crew's filming the fans on the boardwalk. He's front and center. He knows every lyric to every song. He acts them out. He's like one of these stage performer guys that I only got to know them because I was at so many shows with him through the years. I'm like, I gotta just go talk to this guy. I feel like I know him. Well, he's a good dude. And, uh, 
you know, we welcome them to the Metal Mayhem RLC community. All right, Metal Walt, we got to get out of here. It's a early Wednesday morning. Just want to remember, remind everyone, get up to that Metal Mayhem ROC website, join our community, and listen, all these past shows are there. Last week, we had um, the History of Metal. A couple weeks ago, Tommy Victor from Prong. Udo is up there. You know, tons of content. So download, subscribe to the pod, and uh, join our community by getting in on the newsletter. Metal Walt, have yourself a great day. Everyone else, uh, we'll catch you next time. And as always, keep it heavy. See ya. Metal for Life. Thank you for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our website at MetalMayhemROC.com for information on podcasts, archives, links to all our live radio shows, and all sorts of info. Please like, follow, and share with everyone, even your non-metal friends. And always remember to keep it heavy. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.